Hey everybody, I'm Teresa Alexis, and this is Baddies with Bibles, an impromptu podcast that stemmed from my ministry, Baddies and Bibles, that I started this year. It's December 1st, and I just wanted to take this time, as I look back on a reflection of the whole year, I see the great leaps and bounds that I have made in my personal life, and just how I've been able to be a witness to how God has worked in the lives of others. Now, Baddies with Bibles, this podcast, we'll be talking about things that are like everyday life, very impromptu kind of thing. But this first episode, I just wanted to come on here basically and talk about some things that I noticed that God has done for me this year and how I basically overcame a lot. Because this year... It's this typical standard 12 months, but I don't know, 2023 felt like the longest year, which is funny because, you know, with the pandemic and everything that happened from 2020 to basically 2022, those were long years. But this year for me just seemed to go slow or it just felt long like there were parts that I think sped up or felt like it just slipped by but for the most part this year seemed like a very long year and it's funny because I hear other people say similar things but this year I have been able to do I guess exceedingly abundantly above all <laughs> that I could have asked. And I know it was with God because I kind of did that on my own. But, you know, this year I kind of had to take a look at myself, where I currently was, what some things that I wanted to do. Um, I will say the best thing that happened this year is my very, very, very best friend, um, whose name I won't mention because she didn't tell me to say that, um, came and flew out from the West Coast out here to where I live for my birthday. That was probably the greatest gift. And not to mention, everybody knows how I feel about my kids. I love them. My greatest accomplishment. But that was the highlight of my year, having her be able to come over here and for me to lay my physical eyes on her, actually touch her, love her, hug her. Because one thing I can say about being military is when you move, you may not ever see (laughs) your friends again. So that's one of the things that that really was like the highlight of my year. And it's it's amazing. And it may seem simple, but God knew that we both, not just me, we both needed that because I've known this girl for 13 years and I probably have not seen her for 12 years, I think. Maybe it's been 12 years because I think my son may have been one years old when the last time I saw her. Now, we've kept up with each other over the years on social media and different stuff like that but it ain't nothing like actually going to see your friend she had never met my daughters she was able to meet them in person and I mean it's just it was just a beautiful 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 reunion but you know of course with good things when you have good things going on of course the enemy is gonna try and make bad things happen and disrupt but I'm glad she came when she came because what I didn't know I was at a 
a fairly new church. I had, hadn't been there a year yet, but I didn't know the month of March was their celebration month. That was the perfect way to celebrate my birthday for the month. Considering all that I had gone through in the previous year, all that had happened in my life, I am so glad it ended like it did. Or not ended, but you know what I'm saying. So, but for March, she came here for my birthday. She spent time with me. She got to see my friends that are here, all the people that love me. She got to meet my first lady and my pastor. And the Lord gave her a prophetic word while she was here. Me in the back. I'm lifting my hands. I'm crying because I know her and I've known a lot of things that she has gone through. So to hear that word being spoken over her, man, I got up and I I was shouting and jumping like it was me. But I feel like when it comes to friendship and I just want to harp on that for a minute. When it comes to friendship, a lot of people struggle with finding, I would say, quality friends because... You know, it's just several different reasons, which will be a whole nother episode. But people struggle with finding quality friends. And I know I found a few. And this friend, I know, maybe she don't think this by herself, but I know she top tier. Because the thing about our friendship is it was God appointed. And we met a lot of people here and there, but I can say me and her have stuck together. It don't matter what kind of disagreement we have. I love that we can disagree and we may be mad for like a day or two or whatever, but we gonna always come back together and one or both of us gonna apologize. I don't know. Maybe she be trying to beat me to the apology because she seemed like that person, but I love that about her because what she does challenges me to be better in certain areas that she's good in and vice versa. And I know this because she's told me so. And it's stuff that I don't even think about. But I just love that God does that in relationships and friendships. So, you know, I praise God for that. But over the year, I have been able to do some amazing things and see God move in a way that I had been praying for certain things for years, for years. And it's interesting to me how when you come out of certain relationships and certain situations and, you know, detach yourself from certain people and even churches sometimes, how God will start to answer those prayers. And you're like, oh, God, I didn't even know. Like, and it's not that God ain't talking. It's that we ain't in a position to hear. So let it be known that that's, that's the issue. It ain't God, it's us. Because ain't nothing wrong with him. We just be a little you know, off sometimes. But I can say, I can honestly say that a lot of the things that I have prayed for over the years are things that God is answering right here, right now. And it's funny because people were like, oh, you know, I'll do certain things next year. It's the end of the year. I'll just wait to 2024. But God told me I ain't have to wait. He's a right now God. He's a right now God. And he can do things with these last few days of the year that I may have been off or unaligned with for the whole year, the bulk of that year. But he can do he can do things in this last 
month that can really blow my mind. I know that. And I know that for you, too, if you're listening. But I will say, you know, I'm just glad that I'm in a place and in a space to where I can be mature. And I know that probably seems like ironic or whatever, but a lot of people don't think about that. Maturity doesn't always come with age. People have been thinking that I'm older for a long time. And it's not because I look older, but I carry myself in a certain way. And I will say, although I did not agree with probably 90, I'm going to say 98% of what my parents did, my dad's side of the family, I can get it credit where credit is due. My dad's side of the family really has a high confidence. I've never seen anybody on my dad's side not walk straight up with their back straight, their head held high, confident. I've never seen anybody on my dad's side who's walking slouched over, slumped up. Never. I can't say I've ever experienced that on my dad's side of the family. And I talk about my dad's side of the family because that side of my family is is my favorite. Like, my whole family is my favorite. But I love them in a way that's unique because I feel like God gave it to me. And that's for me. You know, please don't be offended by that, other family members. If y'all are listening, y'all know I love all of y'all. But that is one trait that I can say was present on my dad's side of the family. Even my dad. My dad, if you meet him now, he's still like this. He walk around like I can have whatever it is I want. I can do whatever it is I want to do. And that's great for the self-esteem of a child you're trying to build up regardless of some of the maybe mistakes that parents can make. Because I'm a parent. I know I make mistakes. And I understand now more so what my parents were trying to do (laughs) than I did when I was growing up. Because I'm like, these folks crazy. I don't understand. But you're a child. So anyway, that's all I say about that. But I can say I got my confidence from my dad's side of the family. There are things that you get, you know, from your parents. There's things that God gives you as a gift, as a talent. And I believe that he put me exactly where I was supposed to be, how I was raised, certain things, even the branch of military I served in, um, because a lot of people will think I got my confidence from the military. No, I had it before, but the branch I, I served in, definitely added to it. And if you can't tell by me talking, Marines are the top of the line branch. I don't care what y'all say. Y'all can say what y'all want. Like, I love y'all, but Marines, like when people think of a Marine, they think of high confidence, just baddie, if baddie, you know, the baddest of the bad. First to fight, first to the fight, the last to leave. We ain't scared. And if we are, you won't know. (laughs) So, you know, it's one of the things like people can look and see and tell. Oh, yeah. And even when I say to this day, what branch I served in, people go about exterior. They're like, oh, you look so kind. You look so sweet. I would never think that you was a Marine. You know, (laughs) but, you know, it's more so my demeanor because I know 
as kind and sweet as I am, I am a no-nonsense person. I know that about myself. And I'm very strategic about things that I do and I see working out in my life. I'm strategic about almost everything. Um, People who are close to me can say that's a fact. My family could probably say I'm like that without the military stuff. So, obviously, like I said, the military just added to a lot that um, my parents and my grandmas instilled in me. So I'm really, really thankful for that. But, you know, just this this episode is just about year and reflection. And so I'm curious, um, what is it that has either happened to you that you've wanted to do? What has this year helped you to do, help you to realize, help you to see? Because a lot of times we we will get discouraged because we're not seeing what it is we think we should be seeing. And I get that. I've been there. I mean, I'm a human too. So I get it. I understand it. But like when things happen that we don't understand or things happen that we think shouldn't happen or things don't go how we want it to go, it can be discouraging. But I will say for me, despite all of that, I know the character of God. I know what it is he want for me. I know what it is he would love for me to do. And I know these things because I read my word. And I don't just read my word. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. I study my word. Um, even with writing, I journal. I journal. I write. I prep. I study. I have a study Bible. I have a couple commentary Bibles. I got like a whole row of Bibles. I got like the cultural background study Bible. I got like the MacArthur Bible commentary. Y'all know I got Tony Evans. You know I do. I got his study Bible and his commentary. Um, I got the complete Jewish Bible. I got the homeschool Bible for moms. I got another woman's Bible. I got She Reads Truth. And then I got my first Bible that I was ever gifted. Then I got where to find it in the Bible. And I got like a Bible dictionary. I got all the kind of stuff over here. And I'm looking at it because I'm calling it out. But like, I have those things. And I try for them not to collect dust on the shelves. I try to read them. Now, I do. There's some stuff I buy and I'm like, yeah, I don't really like this. But I buy it. But I bought it. So it's like, okay, some of this stuff works in here for me. But I have my favorites that I look at. And um, honestly... I probably should have like a library built into my dream house one day because I have a lot of books. And people always ask me, do you read all these books? Yes, I do. I read them all. I've read a lot of these books already because a lot of them were for school, a class, a ministry licensing class or something like that. Or somebody mentioned a book. I went and got it, you know, and despite... Me having like 50 million books in here, I I still actually go to the library and rent out books, y'all. So don't judge me. (laughs) And if you've been here to my house before, you're my friend and you're listening. I hope hope that y'all aren't judging me while y'all are here looking at all these books I got. But also, too, there there are a lot of books in here that I have gifted 
Um, I just recently gifted a friend with a couple books that was in here that I thought was fitting for her. So don't be sleeping on people with their little, I say little, but you know, it's probably bigger than little, you know, book addiction. Cause I'm a book addict. I am, but I read them. I ain't just, you know, collecting them. I'm doing both. So I should say I get a pass, but anyway, so just this year in reflection, I think it was a pretty good year for me. And I want to say this too. Um, just because I believe it was a good year for me. Don't mean it wasn't trials in there because it certainly was. It certainly was. There were a lot of tears shed by me this year. But that that doesn't change who God is. That doesn't change the amazing things that he has done for me in my life. So I'm really, really excited that I can look back and say, God, you did some amazing things. You did some amazing things, not just for me. You did amazing things for my kids. You did amazing things in my church. You did amazing things for my leaders of the church. Lord, you did amazing things for my friends, Lord. Even the people who wanted to see me fall. (laughs) Lord, you did amazing things for them. That is maturity that I didn't think I would ever reach. And honestly, it's not that I didn't think God could do it. It was just me. I am not. Well, let me tell this story real quick because my friend thought this was so funny. So I told her, I was like, you know, I really am a petty person, but I don't get to show how great I am with being petty because the Lord always convicts me. Always. And I said, it'd be like mid thought too. It'd be like in the middle. Because before, before I was so mature, <laughs> I would just be petty. Mm-hmm. Yep, sure would. With no shame. But now God has me to the point to where that conviction be so strong. It's like there's no denial. No, ain't, ain't no, for me, I can't speak for nobody else but me. For me, ain't no, I'm going to do this anyway. God, I hear what you're saying. Ain't none of that. Ain't none of that. Mm-mm. Because it'd be so strong. And like the Lord, it's like he step on my back. I don't know if you ever had anybody step on your back. I've lived overseas before and gotten a massage. And I know even the lightest person stepping on your back, kind of uncomfortable. So imagine the Holy Spirit stepping on your back, telling you, now this ain't what we're doing. Because God has a great, greater call on my life. And... I'm not trying, I mean, ultimately, I'm not trying to lose the ministry of Jesus and what it is he has called me to do. I'm really not. So being petty may make me feel great for a moment, but I've just lost the ministry of Jesus to whoever it was that I was being petty to. And I laugh sometimes when I have friends or relatives saying, girl, you better than me because I would have did X, Y, and Z. The old me would have did that too. But I'm walking in the newness of God. I'm walking in what it is he has for me right now. And I know for a fact he has called me to be a leader. I'm already a leader. I've been a leader 
since I was a teen. That's just the spot and position I was put in. And I ain't understand it back then. I was just like, why? <laughs> like, why is everybody asking me to do X, Y, and Z? Why do they have me doing this? I'm like, all the other teenagers get to do this and that. Yeah. Comparison. So glad God delivered me from that before I hit my 20s. But anyway, so I know God has called me to be a leader. I know he's called me to be in ministry. I don't really fully know what that looks like right now. But I know I know that because of that call, there are certain things that I cannot do anymore. You know, and maybe I would say not cannot, but should not do. In that regard, I'm a should person. Just because I can don't mean I should. There's certain places I can't go anymore. There's certain things I can't do anymore. I know that. I'm okay with that. And, you know, the greatest thing is to be honest with yourself and honest with your leaders. I will say, can't nobody ever go to my first lady or my pastor and tell them anything about me that I have not already told them. Because I'm a very vulnerable, transparent, and healed person looking to be whole. So I will share with them, because God has given me the wisdom to know I can trust them, I will share with them my struggles. And I don't feel shame about it. And I don't feel shame about it because I want deliverance from those things. Because I got a job to do out here. I got people to impact. So, usually... And I don't think anybody brave enough to do this, but I don't think anybody going to go to my leaders and try to tell them something about me. Because chances are, I've already told them. They already know. So it ain't the first time they're hearing it. But this is not, they're not the type of leaders that would try to exploit you. And I'm so thankful for that. When I tell you I'm thankful for that, I'm so thankful for that because I have been in places and spaces where if something is told to the leaders, they will exploit you. And it's like, I know for a fact that type of thing is hurtful. And I'm not trying to sound emotionless when I say this. But there was only one incident that happened to me at a church that I could say honestly hurt me. Their intentions were not, at at least I feel their intentions were not to hurt me in this. But I don't think they used wisdom in how they did what they did. Um, And I'll, I'll circle back around to tell that story in a minute. But usually things that people do at church don't hurt my feelings because I'm just like, I have so much discernment and I'm not saying that to say like I'm so perfect or this is the greatest gift and God only gave it to me I'm not saying that but God has given me so much discernment in certain areas that I can see what it is even though they're trying to throw me under the bus it ain't got nothing to do with me I just happen to be there a lot of people have brought my name up for stuff that I'm like initially I'd be like God I don't know how they got to this conclusion God I don't know how they got I'm trying to figure out how we got from being prayer partners back here to this spot right here. And I know for a fact it's the enemy. And sometimes I don't feel spiritually mature because I know some stuff in me will rile up. But I'm mature enough to know 
this ain't some stuff I need to handle on my own. I need to bring in my pastor or leader of some kind to be able to help rectify this situation so that I don't have to go at it alone or try to figure out none of this by myself. So, yeah, I I guess for me, when it comes to like the church hurt thing, I'm so concerned with God and, and being in his presence and laying things down at the altar that I'm not worried about what nobody think about me. I don't care. I really don't. I don't care. I care more about. And this is something I can say. Thank Shout out to my dad for this. I just don't care what nobody thinks about me. I don't. I have never been one of those people that care about what somebody thinks about me in that regard. Like when I have friends and I have leaders over me who tell me about something to correct in myself um, to be better. I take that to heart. I'm not talking about that. I take that to heart and I change for the better because God gave me those people. I'm talking about when somebody is just, you know, a hater or whatever like that. I don't worry about those people, people who make up stories thinking you trying to be malicious and you like somebody when you don't. I don't think about none of that stuff because I don't care. I care about God. I care about if God is pleased in every interaction I have. I am intentional about what I do. Where I go, who I speak to, what I do, because I'm listening to God. And I haven't always been in that space, but I knew as God had me step out and do different things, there's always going to be somebody offended. There's always going to be somebody who don't understand. So I get that. And a lot of that doesn't have anything to do with me. But what God challenges me to do as a leader is, are you strong enough and healed enough to pray for these people who set out to hurt you. And like most of the time I'd be like, God, you want me to pray? <laughs> like, God, you want me to pray for these people? God, come on. But you know, I will say there is blessing. There's always blessing in the obedience. And people always think that's a tangible object or something. No, it's not. If I'm seeking peace and there's somebody over here causing or causing or trying to cause chaos in my life and God tell me to pray for them, I need to pray for them because ain't no telling how I can experience peace by praying for them. That peace, me praying for them may be unlocking the peace. People don't think about that at all. I know I used to not think about that, but I think about that stuff all the time. Okay, God, I always want to please you. So I'm going to be obedient. There are things that I didn't understand. God told me not to close my business, but to make my business look a certain way for two years. I ain't like that because I felt like I had worked so hard. Back to me now. I felt like I had worked so hard to get it to where it had momentum. And now it feels like I'm just starting over. But honestly, and I don't like that starting over thing. And I, I will say this side note. I don't feel like we ever start over. That means we're going back to the starting line you never quite go back to the starting line you start fresh if a relationship don't work out you're not starting over you starting fresh because why you got more wisdom you got more insight you got a different perspective this is not us starting over that's not what we're doing that's not what we're doing so i really love 
that I just really love God, (laughs) y'all. I really love how God gives us different perspective and how he turns things around. And like, God ain't there for me to agree with. God ain't there for me to always understand. God is there so I can trust him and have faith and stand on what it is he has given me, which is his word. So to go back to that story I was talking about, um, there was one time that I went to church and they brought me and my husband at the time up to the front. Um, and it was like, they was talking about me losing my babies. I was mortified y'all because why would you call me up to the front of the church in front of everybody to tell everybody that like, and maybe I, I mean, for me, I just never would have done that. But I, again, I don't think they did that in a malicious way, but it was still a hurtful thing and I still didn't like it. Now I never told them that. So if they listen to this, know that I love y'all and I, I don't harbor any unforgiveness towards y'all. But that is something that may seem minor to somebody that really hurt my feelings. And my feelings don't get hurt like that. But that hurt. That hurt. And a lot of people would not go back to church. Would not, you know, seek God anymore. Not me. Not this girl. I show was at church. I think that was like a Wednesday night or something. I sure went to church on Sunday because I was there to get what it was that the Lord had for me. It wasn't about the praise team, the pastors, the deacons, the elders, whoever they are. It wasn't about nobody. It was about me and God. And that's why I am the way I am, because I feel like regardless of what's happening, I'm there for God. And I'm there to get God what, what it is. That God has for me. I'm not big on like. Motivational speeches. And stuff like that. Those great. They just don't do it for me. I'm there for truth. And when it comes to truth. And when it comes to unlocking things for me. I'm so so glad. That God has given me a family of believers. Both in my church. And in my community. That. I can love on, but can also love on me and instruct me and help me in growth and knowledge of God. So this episode was just about things that we have gone through, things that we have done throughout the year. And I will say just reflecting on a year for me has been amazing. It has been probably the best year out of the last three years for me and I am so thankful to God for that because it could have been another way.